Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti, sitting here with Susanna from Read to Grow. Susanna, Susanna, welcome. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Pete. Thank well, you for having me. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for coming down. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been executive director with Read to Grow. Sure. So I uh, stepped into this role okay. almost a year ago, okay. January 6th just before COVID changed our world. All right. And uh, had about two months under my belt before we had to shut down our offices and okay. go remote. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I'm, I'm almost coming up on my one year anniversary. You like it? Love it, love it. I tell people every day I wake up grateful to do this work. It gets me out of bed and the mission is so pure. Uh, what's better than getting books to kids and helping parents read to their kids? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's really, I have young children myself. I have a two and a half year old and a four year old. Oh. So every night when I go home, I get to live the work that we do. Absolutely. <laughs> so my, my kids can't say that we don't have enough books in our house. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what is the mission for Read to Grow? So the mission for Read to Grow is to uh, support parents as their uh, children's first teachers okay. and to um, promote early childhood literacy. So giving, um, you know, ultimately we'd love for every child in Connecticut to have books of their own. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we know that not every child does. So we, uh, we, we, we uh, work on that mission in a variety of ways. We have three programs that we uh, work through. So the flagship program that really kicked off Read to Grow 20 years ago uh, was started by Roxanne Cody, the owner and founder of RJ Julia Booksellers. Madison, sure. Yes, the wonderful Roxanne Cody. So she and a group of friends, uh, when they learned that there were certain children in Fairhaven, uh, which is a neighborhood in New Haven, yep, Connecticut. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, she learned about an eight-year-old boy who had no books in his home at all, and she said, okay, this is, he's probably not the only one. Right. This is an issue. We need to figure out a way to address this. Um, and so their, their very first effort was to go through the halls of Yale New Haven Hospital on the maternity floor right. and visit the mothers and give out books to the families after wow. they've had their baby. Cool. Um, and so we still do that to this day. Really? Uh, but now we're in 15 hospitals around the state. There you go. We give out uh, over 22,000 books just to newborns. Wow. Um, and we also, along with that, give out literacy information. So there's a packet that parents get about the importance of reading to their children. Um, to sing with your child, to bond with your baby, to play with your baby. Exactly. Um, now, as far as the area that you guys reach, are you all of New Haven County, or where do you reach? We are statewide. Nice. Statewide. So all right. uh, off those 15 hospitals, we have at least one hospital in each county. Oh, cool. Um, and in some counties, obviously, more. Obviously. Um, and then we have our prenatal project. So nice. we work with nine clinics around the state and that's serving women who um, qualify for Husky. So we work with uh, the, the healthcare providers to provide reading materials and information about literacy and books okay. um, to pregnant women okay. uh, before they've had their child. Um, and then we also have our Books for Kids program, so the continuum of reading services. Mm -hmm. So before COVID, what did Books for Kids look like? Yeah. Books for Kids looked like um, we, us partnering with 34 different organizations around the state. 
and putting in a bookshelf in their brick and mortar <laughs> location. Right. right. And the, the key was they had to be open to the public during normal business hours. Okay. So anybody could walk in and go and get a book from the Read to Grow bookshelf. Right. And um, the idea is that that book then becomes the child's book. Mm -hmm. They don't have to bring the book back. It's not a library uh, model. Right. Um, and hopefully they come back many times. Absolutely. So now that COVID has, you know, right. <laughs> changed COVID, things COVID a bit. Right. So a lot of those organizations obviously are not, no longer open to the public, right. uh, but they're delivering essential services. So we have, you know, they continue to give out our books. The difference is that the kids don't get to choose, uh -huh. but when they come to get food or diapers right. or, um, you know, help with their academics, they get books from Read to Grow as well. Cool. Very cool. So. Yeah, I know. Living in the living in the local area, I actually was in at my local library in the town that I live in recently, and uh -huh. they actually are trying to mo go, go to more towards a. You go order your books online. Mm -hmm. You get to the library. There's a table out front. Your books are wrapped in brown paper mm -hmm. with your name on them. There you go. Mm -hmm. You can't even walk in to the library right. anymore and just walk around and peruse and right. look at all the books because they don't want you they don't want you in there because of what's going on with the covid right right so you you lose that ability to browse oh absolutely to sort of happen upon a book that you didn't even you weren't even thinking about but maybe looks interesting exactly um so the other thing that we've been doing yeah. um, in march we started an initiative uh, giving books out at the school meal sites around the state. Oh, cool. So partnering with school districts to have um, tables set up outside of wherever they're distributing the grab-and-go meals. Mm -hmm. um, so a family would come and get their grab-and-go meals, and then there's this table with books that we have drop-shipped <laughs> right. to their location. So they're brand new, untouched, um, and they have a choice of you know what title are they going to take home this week. Oh, cool. Uh, so not not browsing in the sense that you can touch the books, but yeah. you can see your options, right, and then you get a new book. And look at them and say, yes. but you can't touch it. Yes. Which is yes. okay. Yeah. So what, all, what else during COVID have you guys been up to? Yeah, so a lot of our work, um, you know, just has continued as normal in, okay. in the sense that we continue to get books out. So all of the hospitals continue to... Um, you know, give out our, our Welcome to the World book to mm -hmm. their newborns with the literacy packets. Those packets continue to be made. Um, our driver delivers them to the hospitals. All of that has continued. Right. Um, and likewise with our Books for Kids program, uh, you know, while the book places might not all be open, a lot of our community partners are requesting books from us to, to distribute. And we also have families who are requesting books. Really? That has always been the case, but obviously there's an uptick right. in the number of families requesting books. So you can go online, fill out a form, right. um, say, you know, how old are your children? Uh, what are their interests? Are there specific types of topics that you'd love to have in book form for them? Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll either fulfill it and mail it, or if you're close by, you can come and pick them up. And the benefit to coming and picking them up yes. is that you get more books uh, exactly. because there's only so much we can mail. Right, exactly. Um, but you get a you get a decent stack if you come nice. in person. So nice. Um, and then you know some other things. Uh, 
we, prior to COVID, we worked really closely with our, our core of volunteers. Okay. So we have a small but mighty staff. We have 12 staff people, wow. but 80 plus volunteers wow. who help us deliver our, our you know, literacy message, but also who prior to COVID were coming into our warehouse, helping us build those packets, helping us sort books. We get a lot of book donations yep. of gently used and new books. And so, you know, there's a lot of processing that has to happen. Oh, so volunteers absolutely. help us with that. Um, so, you know, we had to shut it down for them. Um, and just recently we welcomed back our first cohort of volunteers back into our office, back into our warehouse. Oh, cool. So that was a really joyous moment, both for the staff yeah. who were really thrilled to be you know, having help again, because <laughs> yep. they've been picking up all of those pieces oh, yeah. themselves with full-time, you know, full-time work anyway. Um, and, and just for the morale, you know, it's even socially distanced, it's, it's really good to see people. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, as far as the packets that you guys deliver to the mm -hmm. hospitals, tell us a little about, bit about them and what's usually can be included in them. Sure, sure. So, uh, Let's take, for instance, um, you know, for, for the most part, it's pretty standardized. Okay. Um, so there's the Welcome to the World book, which is a board book. Okay. And we publish it. Uh, and it is, um, you know, if, it, if, if you had a baby <laughs> in one of our 15 hospitals, you yeah. have a book at home that has two bears talking to each other. Um, and it sort of guides parents through, welcome to the world, baby, we will dance, we will sing, we will learn to play, mm -hmm. um, cool. you are loved. So that book has that message and then it has information on the back page about um, you know, how you can engage with the book with your child. So point out the pictures, talk ah. about what they notice. It's okay for them to chew on the book. It's okay for them to Absolutely. You know, wrestle with it because that's how you get comfortable with text, right? right? Um, and so, so they have the book, and then we have our um, literacy uh, booklet. So okay. that is a, um, a lovely piece of literature with pictures, ah. uh, but also um, wonderful quotations and guides to parents about, um, it's actually called the first guide to uh, literacy for okay. parents. Um, and it just encourages parents to read and sort of information about, you know, I didn't realize this, Pete, maybe mm. you know this already, but. Okay. When a baby is born, mm -hmm. they by the time they're three years old, okay. their brain has grown to 80% of its full um, size in terms of the amount of synapses that are developed. Oh, I didn't know that. And the neural pathways. So wow. we have an image that we show new parents of a baby's, um, the, you know, the neural pathways of a cross-section of a human brain right. from a one-day-old right. to a three-year-old, and it's like, you know, the one-day-old image is, you know, a few here and there. Yeah. The three-year-olds, it's like cross-hatching. It is, it is, there's so much activity. And so that that's why we focus so much on birth to three, because that brain development, it's, it's just tremendous. It's exploding all of the time. All wow. that input is going on. I did not know that. Yes. You just taught me something. <laughs> See? There you, there <laughs> and I, I learned it too. I learned wow. it too. And when we tell that to parents, yeah. and when we show them the visual, I mean, it's like, you know, you see a light bulb moment right. for everybody. So we have that information. Um, we also have a reply card, which okay. they can fill out online, but we give them the paper copy. Mm -hmm. And that, um, they give us their, you know, name, address, um, what hospital they had their baby in. But 
what's really important is if they send that into us, we then send a book to them at their baby's three-month birthday oh, cool. and at their one-year birthday with more information about literacy and sort of what developmental milestones their baby should be hitting at that point. Okay. And then the, the, the one-year mailing, um, we include more information about those book places I mentioned earlier. So cool. here's a list of all the book places. Call before you go. Absolutely. Um, but you know, this is, this is where you can go to get more books as your child gets older. Cool. Susanna, would you mind sticking around for another segment? Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. Thank you. Around it again, mm -hmm. and now just feel if it's cold. Yeah. Cool. Smokey just gave me a bear hug. I know. I already posted it. So, I just moved in with his family, and it's embarrassing. The little one, he likes to go outside and crawl around in the giant litter box. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, I was born, and I knew how to use the litter box. Look at that. That's disgusting. Oh, poop already. You're making me nervous. Oh, okay, I can't look at this anymore. I really hope he grows out of this, for his sake. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. Sitting here with Susanna from Read to Grow. Susanna, welcome back. Thank you so much. Thank you. Susanna, tell me, you brought us some information. Tell us about what's in the packet. Sure. So this is um, a lovely folder. Okay. <laughs> I know we rarely do hard copy anymore. But, I know. Um, it's sort of... Uh, uh, what you could find on our website, but in a little bit more detail. Ah. Um, so I'll leave this with you, oh, Pete. Thank you. Thank uh, but you. it does have our newsletter. So we um, put out a newsletter in the fall and the spring. So okay. we're about to release our fall newsletter. Okay. Um, we just welcomed three new board members to wow. our board. Good. Um, and we're really excited about that. Three wonderful, awesome women um, adding a lot of diversity to the board. And um, the board's wonderful to begin with, okay. but <laughs> you yeah. can only get better. Oh, absolutely, right? absolutely. Better. Um, and uh, you know, the the fall newsletter sort of features uh, more vignettes of the experience of distributing those books at those mm -hmm. school meal sites. Nice. So told from the perspective of the volunteers and the staff people who um, did those distributions. So we have a staff person who, uh, you know, she went to the same site every week throughout the summer, okay. and every week, this young boy and his grandmother came to get books, and every week they lingered uh, and, and wanted to sort of talk about the books, and the grandmother only spoke Spanish, uh -huh. and the grandson is bilingual, and some of the books that we provide are also in Spanish or bilingual, yep. okay. um, but the, uh, what we learned <laughs> was that the, uh, the grandmother would read the Spanish text to her grandson and he would read the English text to her. Very cool. So she's learning English from her grandson and he's learning and keeping fluent with his Spanish. Wow. And because they have these books, they can share that language together. That's cool. Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah, when I learned that story, I definitely got a little uh, choked up. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So how so. are you guys doing with what's going on with the COVID with Read to Grow? Yeah, so, you know, I think um, my board asked me last week, they said, you know, how, how's it going with our fundraising? Mm -hmm. And, um, 
it's just phenomenal, I have to say, how generous people are yep. during this time. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think we are able to make a case for the significance of what we do mm-hmm. um, because, you know, reading, reading matters regardless of what else is going on in the world. Oh, that absolutely. Is, that's a skill that has to continue. And I think because parents are home with their children now more, um, there's a heightened interest in how parents can support their children uh, with their reading skills, and that's directly in our mission, supporting parents as their children's first teachers. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, each time we get a response from a funder, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised any which way it falls, whether we get funding or not. <laughs> it's, it's sort of the state of the world right now is complete uncertainty, um, but I will say there are some funders who have really stepped up, yep. um, you know, doubling what they typically give or giving their regular amount and then giving an additional amount for a new initiative that we might be trying out um, cool. to be responsive to, to families' needs. Absolutely. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I have to reiterate how, how incredibly grateful we are for how generous people are being right now. Now, where are you guys? So our office is in Brantford, but we have, um, you know, those book places are all over the state. Okay. Those hospitals are, um, all over the state, and then um, anybody in Connecticut can request books. Any parent or older child can go on online and request books, and mm-hmm. we'll mail it to them, or if they can come and pick them up, even better. Just like with child care providers. So you right. might not be an official partner, but you can go onto our website. Let's say you own a home daycare, okay. and you want to get books for your children. Go on our website, readtogrow.org and uh, go to get books. There's a button that says get books. Click on that. It'll take you to a form. You can choose the family form or the child care provider form. If you fill out the child care provider form, you know, you can request a lot of books and we will make every effort to get them to you. Wow. Now, what types of other information can they find on your website? So we have information about, um, you know, the studies that have been done about literacy. So if you are looking for, the why. Why should I read to my child? Or why should I invest in a program that Mm -hmm. promotes literacy with very young children? Um, We have a number of studies up there, studies that we didn't do, but we've sourced them so that other people can see, um, you know, the latest and greatest (laughs) in terms of the impact of literacy. So, you know, there's a famous uh, study um, that showed uh, that children regardless of the educational level and socioeconomic status of their parents, the number of books that they grow up with in their home predicts their educational outcomes. Ah. It's fascinating. Really? And they studied children in the U.S., in Europe, in Asia. So it wasn't just a small sample size. This was a very big study. It was longitudinal study over a number of years. Oh my goodness. Um, so that's that's sort of one of those seminal studies that you want to refer to. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> when you talk about the importance of children getting books and then keeping them. Mm-hmm. Um, so what else can you find on our website? Uh, if you would like to donate books to us, yeah. uh, because of COVID, you know, it used to be that we had a bin outside and if you, if you had books, you could drop them off at any point in the bin. We 
no longer run it that way. Okay. Um, so we only accept book drop-offs on Mondays and Wednesdays, ah. and we ask that people sign up for a slot. So if you go to our website, there's a Donate Books button. Yes, there is. That'll take you to a sign up to donate books here. Yes, there is. And then I'm you'll cheating. see, you'll, you're on it. I'm cheating. <laughs> it exists, It right? does. I'm looking at it. Yeah. So then there's half-hour slots, and you just you sign up for the slot that makes the most sense to you. Right. And then the only thing is you have to be able to come to our warehouse. Um, every now and then people will do book drives for us. Right. Um, and if they, if they are able to collect a large amount of books, we will work with them to go and pick up those books. Okay. So, you know, that, that is another option. If you want to do a book drive for us, mm -hmm. we always love that. Oh, absolutely. Um, and some people are now doing online book drives, so virtual book drives, oh, where cool. they put together a wish list for us and then people are able to buy the books if they want to go that route. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, what else on the website? There's a lot. There is. <laughs> you can spend a while on that website. Yes, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yes. So what's next for Read to Grow? So Read to Grow about a year and a half ago launched a new program. It's our what we consider our third program. Okay. Uh, it's called Early Steps to School Success. And it's a home visiting program primarily for parents of very young children, birth to three and also expectant parents. And right now we are implementing that in New Haven. We have four coordinators employed who go right. and, and do home visits. Obviously with COVID, a lot of that has gone virtual. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but they, they visit parents, they bring books, they bring games, they bring toys, they work with parents on interactions with their children. Um, and then the other piece of this is that they are located at a school site. And so um, whatever school they're located at they work with the preschool teachers there right. to give books to the preschool students and then the parents of the enrolled preschool students report back to us about how many times they're reading to their children oh cool so we have sort of a way to get some feedback <laughs> on how things are going okay um, but also to message to those parents it's less intensive than the home visiting aspect Okay. So that's our new program. It's not a new program nationally. Nope. Uh, Save the Children has implemented it in other states, but Read to Grow is the organization that's implementing it in Connecticut. Okay. We hope to expand to Bridgeport next year. So we have a lot of wonderful relationships in the community in Bridgeport. Okay. One of our new board members is Monette Ferguson, who is the director of Alliance for uh, community empowerment. Okay. Um, and we have also worked with the school district there and a number of other community organizations. So we're really excited to um, look at the landscape and see, you know, where are the families that aren't getting those services? Right. Because there's a lot of programs doing home visiting work, right. but you can't meet every family's needs. So no. we're excited to, to step in and help with that. Um, I think, you know, you can expect to see um, more books going out to kids. That's always <laughs> always right. our goal. And oh, absolutely. so increasing those partnerships. We've um, made a lot of partnerships because of that book distribution with the school meals. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're also working on a new project. Uh, we received cornerstone funding from the Valley Community Foundation to publish a new board book um, that is called My Sometimes Day. Okay. And it's not on our website yet because right. <laughs> it's in production right now. Ah. Uh, but it's a board book for the zero to three population. And it uh, features uh, characters of color and characters that uh, some of them wear masks. Um, okay. It's not the this is how you wear a mask book. Mm -hmm. It's not the this is why it's important to wear a mask. Right. It's a this is my sometimes day. Right. Sometimes it's virtual. <laughs> sometimes it's in person. 
Sometimes, um, you know, I, I get to go for a long ride with my mom. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have to stay inside and can only see my friends on the screen. Exactly. Um, so it gives parents and caregivers a way to talk about the world that these young, very young children are being brought up in. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, so. It's been very interesting so far, especially being an adult. Yes. It's been very, very interesting over the last couple months. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> well, I, you know, even just sitting here with you without my mask on. I know. It's like we're, we're breaking a rule. No, no, <laughs> we're no. being safe about it. I know. But it's, it feel, you're so accustomed to, to wearing, you know, a mask. wearing that mask. I know, I know. So, so what else, we got a little bit more time left. What else do you want to tell everybody about Read to Grow? Sure. Um, well, you know, I think, um, I think I'll tell a little bit of a story, if that's sure, okay. Sure. Uh, so, um, a couple of weeks ago, well, it was more yeah, this summer. Um, you know, I, w I went home from work. Yeah. Love my work, but working during COVID is stressful. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I had a list of things going through my head, and I had some meetings the next day that I needed to prepare mm -hmm. for, and love my children but they were really resisting going to bed uh -oh. and you know playing and being very loud and jumping with each other and, absolutely uh, so i used a, a you know i might have shouted at uh -oh. my four-year-old you need to go brush your teeth and it's time for bed go to bed right um because i had asked him multiple times exactly well of course, he was also stressed out, so he didn't like the way that I spoke. So, of course, that caused tears. Oh, of course he it went did. running to his room and hid under the blanket. Yeah. And the two-year-old who's in the bathroom trying to brush his teeth is going, Alexander's not listening, but I am. <laughs> and, of course, that makes his brother scream even oh, more. Oh, of course. So I've got a problem on my hands because I want them to go to bed, right. but I don't want them to be upset when they go to bed. Right. right? So... Um, I don't know what possessed me, but I picked up a book. So instead of going over to my child and you know giving him a talking to right. or uh, escalating the situation, yes. I took this book and I sat down on his bed and read and started to read. Cool. And before I knew it, he poked his head out from under the covers, crawled over to me, nestled up under my arm. There you go. Was starting to follow along, making comments about what he was reading. The two-year-old came in, sat down. Excellent. And they were back to being friends again. Cool. And then they went to sleep. There you go. We calmed them down. I felt calmer because I wasn't sort of in this escalated state. Um, so it was one of those moments where I realized the book there you go. <laughs> that's well, that's what you do. Well, Susanna, thanks for some time, and hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Wonderful. Thank you so Thank much, Thank you. Pete. On behalf of Susanna, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night, and we'll see you next time.